Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Would you be the jerk for backing out of an apartment agreement after you find out that your partner bought an expensive car? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for expecting my sister-in-law to babysit my kids? My sister-in-law got married to my brother a couple of months back. My brother has always been helpful to me and my family. I have four kids under 10. Since he got married, sister-in-law moved to our province and she doesn't have any friends or family here. We are the only connection they have here. Moreover, she doesn't do any jobs right now as she's settling down in the city. Sometimes I ask my brother to babysit my kids and he does it without hesitation. So whenever we're busy with work or out of town, sister-in-law used to babysit the kids. She was great with kids, but the problem started around a week ago. She refused to babysit the kids at all. Whenever we ask, she says no as it is the kids are uncontrollable sometimes. Then I asked them during a call with my brother and sister-in-law that anyway, she was at home free and without a job. Why can't she do it? Then the conversation got heated and she said she wasn't here for babysitting jobs. After this incident, we haven't called each other in a long time and I don't know how to approach them. Am I the jerk to expect my sister-in-law to babysit my kids? I mean, yeah, I think OP would be the jerk if they legitimately think that, oh, you're not doing anything with your time, therefore you should volunteer it to babysit my kids. You can't just expect them to give up their time, relative or not, to watch your kids. Especially if they're the ones that said to you, hey, I don't really like watching your kids, I don't want to do it. At that point, if you continue trying to pressure them or put them down and say, well, you've got all that free time, it's pretty clear you're the jerk, right? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk? Mom said I'm useless, so I stopped helping. Hi Reddit, I, female 20, live at home with my single mother and five siblings while I finish university. I'll call them A, male 23, B, male 22, C, male 17, D, female 15, and E, male 12. Almost every day, I wash the dishes, load and unload the dishwasher, vacuum the common areas, drive my younger siblings to and back from school, and cook dinner while also attending university. I get no help from my mom or siblings, nor do I get any appreciation for what I do around the house. Last week on Wednesday, I came home late, around 9pm from university, as I was talking to my teacher after the lecture. My class ended at 7.30pm. Once I got home, my mom started yelling at me because I wasn't able to cook dinner, there was dirty dishes in the sink, and my brother A had to pick up my younger siblings from school. I was upset by this, but she then said, you're useless, you don't help out at all and I got ticked. I replied back, sorry for being useless, and went to my room. The following day, I didn't drop my siblings off to school, which forced my mom to have to do it. I didn't make dinner either, and I stayed at uni up until they closed the library at 9pm. I continued to do this, and the house is now a mess, and my younger siblings have missed a few days of school. My mom and my other siblings are angry at me. I'm just wondering, am I the jerk? I feel like I'm not, but hearing it from my siblings and mom every day is getting to me. Edit, I had to leave some stuff out due to character limits. Apologies for weird formatting on mobile. My family is from a foreign background, so my mom's beliefs are very old-fashioned. I live in Australia and in a location close to the city, so houses are quite expensive here. Rent is due fortnightly, so I wouldn't be able to afford moving out. 
I don't have a job, but due to a small allowance I get from the government for studies, I contribute $150 a week toward household expenses. I didn't include every single chore I do, but laundry is one chore everyone does themselves because they all wash their own clothes. Female 15 helps the 12-year-old male out with his. I wipe down counters and clean the kitchen after cooking dinner. I clean the bathroom sporadically. My brothers literally pee on the floor and don't wipe it up. I encourage my little siblings to clean their room, but ultimately I end up tidying it. My older brothers are both employed but don't help around the house at all. They play video games when they're not working. My mother does not help me with my school fees. I've taken out student loans to pay for it. I don't think OP's the jerk here, and I think, very understandably, OP's kind of had their fill of the grief. I just hope, considering the circumstances where things are just too expensive, that at some point they can find a way to get out of that situation and be actually on their own, where they're not kind of being parentified or expected to be an extra parent. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my former friend, this is your school's fault, not mine? Back in my early 20s, I freaked college up and failed out. I'd been trying to get back in for an unhealthy amount of time before deciding to go to a trade school instead. Still, both colleges and trade schools require high school transcripts, and mine are encrypted by ransomware. The high school I went to originally told me they'd do absolutely nothing about having my transcripts lost to ransomware. This forced me to initiate a lawsuit against my former high school that I graduated from in 2017. Their insurance was rather crappy, which meant that they had to pay for a good part of the expenses. The funds for the schooling have significantly decreased, meaning they've had to cut back on a few things. Some people got laid off, which is where my former friend comes into play. She's one of the people who got laid off and is blaming me and my lawsuit for it. I feel like it's not my fault. If they didn't screw up with the transcripts, none of this would have happened. Yet she still blames me. Am I the jerk? You were forced into a situation where you had no other recourse but to do this. Literally, what else could you do? I think OP had to do this to further their life and get things back on track. It's unfortunate that their friend was an unintentional casualty here, but I don't think there was any other option for OP and it's not like they were doing it gunning for their friend to get fired. This next story is, am I the jerk for blaming my parents for how difficult things are at home and refusing to help make life easier and telling them they don't deserve my help? I, 16-year-old female, have a younger brother, 14-year-old male, and a younger sister, 11-year-old female. My siblings are both on the autism spectrum. My brother is worse. He's more prone to outbursts and breaks stuff frequently. My sister is nonverbal, but sometimes, when the world gets too much for her, she can end up spiraling and breaking stuff. I don't feel like my parents do enough to prevent the damage or to help protect stuff. My things are broken way too frequently and nothing I can do will protect them 100% of the time. It took until I was 12 for my parents to agree to buy me a lock for my door. My brother broke the lock on my door within 3 months of my parents buying it. They took 11 months to replace it and were giving me attitude over the whole thing, but they also give me attitude for my siblings destruction in my room. They never helped me clean it up. They expect me to be responsible for that and more often than not, they say they can't rebuy something or refuse to, saying I need to take better care of my stuff. I'm on my third laptop and my grandparents bought the last two. My closet has hardly anything in it because my clothes get destroyed. My bed was broken a couple times, same for posters in my room being torn and even... 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. My homework has been destroyed by the hurricane my brother can be. My mom gave my sister my favorite cup. And that got broken. My grandparents bought it for me when I was five and it made me so sad to lose it. Then dad expected me to wash his car for him after my brother covered the whole thing in paint. I'd already done a lot of cleanup in my room that day on top of my chores. I'm at a point where I can't be around my siblings without becoming frustrated and I know it's not their fault so I don't want to lose it with them. But I will if I'm around them and resentment has probably built. My parents are on my case about spending more time with my siblings and being a better sister like I was five years ago. I also don't have the love or respect for my parents that is normally expected from kids. Then a couple of weeks ago, my parents wanted my help. They wanted to do some work around the house and wanted me to take part in entertaining my siblings in the swapping and doing some of the work. I refused to help them and they accused me of making life more difficult. I told them they don't deserve for me to make life easier. They don't deserve my help. I told them they've taken so much out on me when I had no control, and they did. I told them I don't think they have done enough, that it feels like every gift is the start of a punishment because they'll only call me irresponsible when one of my siblings breaks it. I told them they expect so much from me, yet won't put the work in to protect me or help me. My parents told me it was an awful attitude to have, and they're humans doing their best. They yelled at me for so long that I could hear it all in my sleep that night, and things have been even more difficult ever since. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk. I would be absolutely burnt out. And right in the same situation as OP, it feels like nothing you have can be respected or expected to actually, you know, just stay functioning and in one piece. I think at some point I would be clamoring to try to find some way out of there, whether that's if you have the ability to support yourself or reaching out to like grandparents or other relatives that may be willing to help. This next story is, am I the jerk for excluding my sister's daughter from our gender reveal? A little background, my husband and I struggled with infertility for years, had multiple miscarriages and decided to go down the IVF route. As we were going through our first round of IVF, my younger sister got pregnant. Since she sat her baby four months ago, she's been pretty insufferable. 10 to 15 messages and videos every day to our family chat about her baby. The rest of the family usually just use this chat to check on each other, so a couple of posts here and there. Random video calls throughout the day so we can see her baby. There were also so many messages and comments while she was pregnant and we were still struggling with fertility about how she gave the family the first granddaughter and the first baby in a while. I do love my niece, 
I ask about her every day. I talk to her via video chat and have sent gifts, but the non-stop attention-seeking really gets overwhelming. Well, I'm 21 weeks now, and we decided on an online Zoom gender reveal since we have family all across the country. We sent the date and time to our families. She texted me to ask us to move it since it conflicts with her 4 months old sleep schedule, so it would make it hard for her baby to attend. To be honest, I don't want her baby there, since I'm worried that she'll make the entire call about her baby, so I told her that we couldn't change the time and that she shouldn't change her daughter's sleep schedule for something that'll only last a few minutes. My sister can still attend while the baby is sleeping. She now thinks I'm a jerk. She won't tell me that directly, but she's complained to my other sister about it. Am I the jerk for what I said or did? I should note that my sister has a history of shifting the attention to herself a lot. For example, I rarely post to the family chat, but if I do, my husband and I have a running bet as to how long it'll take her to ignore what I posted and spam the chat of unrelated pictures of herself. My sister has a lot of wonderful qualities and I love her, but her attention seeking is just something that really irks me. And I really just want this 10-15 to minute event about me, my husband, and our future baby. I can't fault OP here. I've actually never used Zoom. My question is, if you're organizing something and you like, you have the room set up, Are you able to actually like control mic and camera situations? So like if somebody is kind of hijacking things, are you capable of muting them or hiding their camera if they have it on? Or is it especially a situation where if they get the invite and they're just feeling vindictive, they can pop in there and just go blah 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 and scream on the mic and camera all they want? I mean, I imagine you could probably kick them at least, right? Either way, I don't think OP's the jerk. The four-month-old isn't gonna care either way. Our next story is, am I the jerk for saying I'd rather be dead than be alive without a certain male body part? So me, male 33, and my wife, female 35, are in bed, and she said when she was at work, her and her co-workers were asking hypothetical questions. The question was, if you were in an accident and they could somehow save your head in a jar, would you want that or would you rather not be alive? To which I laughed and responded, obviously I'd rather be dead than be a burden. This led to different questions about legs and arms being amputated. I then said, to be honest, I could probably cope without an arm or a leg, but if I lost my you-know-what, I'd rather be dead. She took great offense to this and said I was selfish, not thinking of the kids, etc. Now apparently I'm the jerk for thinking this. So, am I the jerk here? I mean, was this really like a serious conversation to begin with? I can imagine if you're just having one of those for fun bed conversations, you're saying wild hypotheticals and stuff, you just would say some statement without really thinking through it about, oh, you know, if I lost Mr. Johnson, I wouldn't even want to be alive anymore. This wasn't like a declarative platform saying, yeah, if I didn't have that, screw you and the kids, I'm out. When the conversation starts with, would you rather stay alive or die if they could save only your head in a jar, you probably shouldn't take what's said branching off of that for 100% well thought through fact. I mean, it's all just a ridiculous hypothetical to begin with. Like, is it worth it at all to harbor any kind of resentment over that? Our next story is, am I the jerk for not cooking dinner for my husband while I was home sick? 
I, 24-year-old female, called into work sick today because I have a fever, aches, and a sore throat. My husband, 26-year-old male, went to work, and the only time he messaged me was to give me chores to do. While he was at work, I cleaned the entire house, mopped, cleaned the bathroom, did our laundry, etc. When he got home, I was in our bedroom putting our laundry away, and the first thing he asked me was what was for dinner. I told him I spent the entire day doing the list that he sent me so I haven't cooked yet. He got annoyed and said that since I was just home all day, I should have been able to do a simple task such as cooking. I said we can just order takeout or something, but he got upset and went to his mom's for dinner. I don't know what I did wrong. I didn't call into work to be a housewife. I stayed home because I'm sick. Am I the jerk here? I mean, the relationship in general just sounds kind of sad. I mean, I hate to just kind of like rip into the relationship, but the communication and the way he just treats OP, that doesn't sound particularly cool at all. He just, what, called or texted home, gave you a list and just expects you to do all that, and then just complains when it's not all done and more that he didn't even say? Then, instead of talking through it and working on it, they just leave and... uh Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Especially, OP said that this was just a day that they'd called off of work. How can OP be the jerk in this situation? This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my mom not to ever invite her friends again for ruining my birthday party? I, 18 year old female, recently had my birthday. At first, I was just going to have lunch with my friends at a restaurant, but my parents insisted on joining us and celebrating it together with us, even though we were going to celebrate at home as a family anyway. I didn't mind and told them I'd be happy to have everyone together at the party. It was all going well until my mom told me she also invited her friends to my birthday party. I didn't want them there because I didn't know them well enough and it was just supposed to be people close to me. But she was stubborn about inviting them so I suggested that we could have two timings. One for my mom's guests and the other for my friends. She agreed to it and it was settled that we will invite her guests at 12pm while my friends would be there at 2pm. This way, I could spend enough time with my friends and also give enough time to the other guests. On the day of the party, none of my mom's guests arrived on time, and only by the time all my friends were there did they start arriving. I was a bit annoyed but didn't say anything. One of the guest's daughters, around 6 years old, wouldn't leave me alone. She clung to me the entire time. Her parents insisted on having her cut my cake. I let her do it since she was just a kid who probably wanted to do it for fun, but then she started smashing the cake with her bare hands, wiping her snot on the new dress I was wearing, which was my birthday gift, and even spat on the food. And her parents, instead of disciplining their kid, stopped the music that my friends and I were playing, and played kids music so that their daughter could show us her dance. I didn't get to spend a single second with my friends, and by the time they left, everything was a mess. I still kept my cool and thanked everyone, including those parents, for coming to the party. Once everyone left, I started crying, and I told mom how her guests ruined my birthday and that I hoped I'd never have to see them again. 
She took it as me blaming her for everything, so she started telling me how ungrateful of a child I am and that I didn't even deserve to have a birthday party. I don't even know what to tell her anymore. Update. Thanks to everyone for your birthday wishes. My friends and I are planning on hanging out pretty soon, and I'm happy we could have a redo party. No parents or six-year-olds this time. Many comments asked about my dad's reaction. My dad was against the entire thing when my mom first mentioned inviting her friends, but he had to give in since mom was the one paying for most things, and there was no winning an argument with her. During the party, he was, well, drunk. Very drunk. And he didn't realize how big of a mess it was. He still thinks that the party went really well. I don't think OP's the jerk here, pretty obviously. I mean, what OP described is what OP described. All those people came over and they did kind of ruin and utterly hijack the whole thing. This was an OP's get-together. This was like a older adult's hangout party. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my mom it's my baby shower, not hers? I, 25-year-old female, am pregnant with my first baby. I am so excited for this new chapter of my life. My mom and I are currently planning my baby shower. My brother and I were primarily raised around my dad's family. When I was too young to remember, my parents decided to spend minimal time with my mom's family. Her family is messy, several of them were drug addicts, they were always fighting. It just wasn't a good environment for kids. Therefore, weekends and holidays were spent with my dad's family. My parents recently got divorced. Since the divorce, my mom has really struggled with my brother and I spending our time with my dad's family. I understand how and why it's hard for her. She feels like we prioritize my dad's family over hers. But we don't have any relationship with her family. My dad's family reaches out on birthdays, holidays, for milestones, etc. I didn't hear from anyone on my mom's side of the family when I got engaged or married, which is fine. It's just a testament to the lack of relationship I have with them. Now that the baby shower is in the works, I made my guest list which had about 57 people on it. I asked my mom who from her family she wanted me to invite. She had me add 17 people, seven of which are friends she's had for less than two years. The rest are her family, who I don't really know. I added all of them with no questions asked. I had too many people on the guest list and had to remove some of them. I removed nine people from my list. I then asked my mom who I could remove from her list. She replied to my text and said, Everyone I sent you is important. I would like you to keep them on the list. I just said okay. Shortly after, she asked me if I ended up removing anyone from her list. I told her that I removed three people from her list, who I haven't seen or heard from in at least ten years. She told me one of them was already informed of the shower and verbally invited, so she asked me to send an invite to this person. I did with no hesitation. A few days later, while out to brunch, she said, There were other people I would have preferred you to take off the list than the people you did. I explained that she could have told me this when I asked her who to take off. She explained that since she's paying for the shower, she should be able to invite who she wants. Side note, I did not want her or anyone to pay for the shower for this exact reason. I said that the people who I took off from her list are people who I haven't heard from in a decade. She said my milestones are her milestones, therefore she should be able to celebrate with whoever she wants. She said if there's room for 60, she should be able to invite 20. I told her it's my baby shower, not hers. Needless to say, we never came to an understanding. She just accused me of being inconsiderate of her, and I left the restaurant crying. It's hard to trust my emotions right now between all the pregnancy hormones. I see where she's coming from, but I only removed two of her people. So, am I the jerk? 
OP's definitely not the jerk here, and the biggest red flag here is definitely her saying, your milestones are her milestones. There's some major issues and some red flags, not just for this baby shower, but potentially down the line in that statement for OP. Our next story is, am I the jerk for canceling our apartment signing after I found out that my boyfriend bought an expensive car? My boyfriend, 31-year-old male, and I, 28-year-old female, have been together for just over two years. We've been living with roommates and been looking to move in for a while. It's expensive and I have a dog, so it's been difficult finding a landlord that would be okay with a dog. My friend's been moving out and she has a dog too and is willing to sublet for us. The landlord said they're okay with signing us if we want to stay after the 8-month sublet. It's a fairly good price, near work, so I'm happy with it. We went through the credit check and we were about to sign it, but recently I discovered that my boyfriend bought another car. He already has a daily driver but wants a weekend car, which I personally find ridiculous why anyone needs two cars. He has a Honda Accord that is fine and he has never complained about problems with it, but he recently said he bought another car. He isn't the best with money. He really likes to spend till the last dollar and doesn't have any savings. I've had to bail him out twice on rent. We both pay around $1,100 plus utilities and he makes around $70,000 a year, so he should have savings, but he doesn't. He paid me back, but it was months later than we agreed on, so I wasn't really happy that he did that. But I didn't realize he bought such an expensive car. He didn't show it to me until Saturday when he picked me up in a Corvette. I didn't know what model it is, but I asked him how much it was, and he said it wasn't my business, and I was ticked off he bought a clearly expensive car. He admitted later that because I refused to let it go, it was 42000 and he traded in the Honda. Even then, his payments were almost $800 a month. I was so mad he did that, especially because he asked me to cover part of his share of the apartment security deposit a week before he bought the car. I called my friend and apologized and told her I can't sign the lease, and she said she was okay with it. I haven't paid the deposit yet, thankfully, and my roommate is okay with me staying, so I'm good, but my boyfriend's lease is ending, and the landlord wants him to move out. So he's mad at me canceling us moving in together because now he still needs to move and will probably be paying more than if we moved in together. He yelled at me for butting in on his business, saying it's not my business what he buys. I think that's fair, but he also doesn't have any money and bought an expensive car. So if anything goes wrong, I have to pay his share of rent. Honestly, I think it's very reasonable. I think a lot of people in that situation would just like bite their tongue and hope it all works out in the end, but I think it's a very responsible thing that OP did here. Recognizing this guy is not good with his finances and getting into an agreement can really screw you over in the long run. It's hilarious that in the past, you've paid and covered his rent that he paid you back months after the agreed upon date and then turns around and says it's not your business that he went and bought himself a Corvette. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my girlfriend that I don't like waking up early to drive her to work? So every Sunday, I wake up at around 5am so that I can drive my girlfriend to work. This most recent Sunday, I was being super slow about it and stayed in bed until 6am, meaning I couldn't cook breakfast in time and she ended up cooking. After waking up an hour late, I was rushing through our usual morning routine and didn't give her the usual amount of attention I do and told her I was rushing because I didn't want her to be late for work. She didn't like that I was rushing and only giving her quick kisses instead of long ones and said that I looked super sleepy and it looked like I didn't want to take her to work this morning. I responded by telling her that I hate waking up early and that I'm very far from a morning person, but I still do it because I liked having her there and spending time with her. 
Well, after that, she said that she would rather take an Uber to work that Sunday and go home on Saturday nights instead of spending the night because I was acting like I was being forced to take her. I still insisted I take her and we ended up going, but she didn't speak to me that entire car ride. She's also been very distant since then, not really responding to texts and if she does, it'll be a short response with a period at the end which I think means she's mad. Am I the jerk here? Was telling her that, yeah, I hated waking up early the wrong move, even though I told her it's okay because I like spending the time with her? I just really don't get why she's so mad. Should I just let her spend the money on Uber? Like, 30 to 50 bucks instead? For context, I'm usually the one that asks her to stay the night, and when she does, she can't get to work without an Uber or something. Edit for more context, we're both over 25 and she's currently seeking asylum in this country. The fact that she's working without permission could hurt her chances of staying in the country, but she has to help pay for housing and expenses in the house where her entire family is living. I'm trying to be as vague as possible and careful because of it. I don't see how OP could be the jerk here. I don't see anything wrong with telling your partner, listen, I hate having to get up in the morning. I am not a morning person, but I do it because I like spending time with you. Is that not actually supposed to be more of a heartwarming thing rather than something you get upset about? Why fixate on your presence's inability to completely make his morning rather than the fact that they're there and doing that because they want to be there with you? God forbid they're acting a little tired or slightly more grumpy or not giving kisses quite long enough because it's 5 or 6 in the morning. This next story is, am I the jerk for throwing my brother's words right back around in his face. My parents have fostered since they were in their 20s. They fostered dozens of kids. While most children in their home were fostered with the intent to reunite or be placed with other family, they did end up adopting four of those children. The first was me, 28-year-old female, and my older brother Dylan, 32-year-old male, when we were 6 months and 4 years old respectively after our bio-mom abandoned us. 12 years ago, they fostered and later adopted Frankie, who's now 18. It was around this time that our parents began to slow down on fostering and really only took emergency short-term placements. As a result, Frankie didn't really grow up with foster kids in the house the way Dylan and I did. I'm talking maybe once or twice a year for a week or so until the child would either be put with family or another foster home. Frankie was always spoiled. I admit, all of us did so. He had a rough beginning to life and we all wanted him to feel accepted, loved, etc. He could be a bit bratty at times, but our parents shrugged it off as he's had a hard time. A few months ago, my parents got a call about a child who needed a serious long-term placement with adoption ultimately being the goal. Gavin, 12-year-old male, came to stay with them. And now it looks like he will actually be adopted by our parents. He's a very sweet boy. Very shy, but also very polite and kind. Frankie has had issues from the beginning and has made it clear he does not want a little brother. He only lives at home part-time now because he's in college, but when he is there, he is downright nasty to Gavin and calls him horrible names. It got to the point where our parents have said he either needs to take him up on their offers for counseling or he needs to stay at school or somewhere else until he can be nicer to Gavin. Frankie called me to complain about this. I tried to explain that our parents were doing for Gavin just as they had for us, giving him a safe, loving home to thrive in. Frankie said that our parents need to stop picking up every stray piece of garbage that someone didn't want. This hurt me, not just for Frankie but myself and Dylan given our own story. I was in tears as I told him, if mom and dad didn't pick up stray pieces of garbage, they wouldn't have you either. 
Frankie hung up. He hasn't spoken to me since. When Dylan got word of all this, he said that Frankie is obviously dead wrong, but I should have either hung up or found a way to not sink to his level. Our parents don't know yet, as Frankie's not speaking to them, and Dylan and I don't want to worry them with this. Am I the jerk? I really don't think OP's the jerk here, and I really don't think OP genuinely stooped to his level. Stooping to their level would be treating Frankie like outright crap. I mean, if OP wants to stoop to their level, they may not even just pick up that phone. Or they may pick it up and just give Frankie a bunch of crap. Pointing out the logic that Frankie's trying to throw around and pointing it right back to him is not stooping to his level, it's just trying to enlighten him with how ridiculous he's being. Needless to say, I clearly don't think OP's the jerk, and I wish the best for their whole family going forward. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.